Well, hello again, and here we are doing another IWSCC podcast. This is our last podcast recording for 2022. It's been a really fun first year. I think we've done 20, maybe 18 podcasts this year. Uh, We're pretty excited about it, and we're coming back in 2023. We have uh, 24 guests lined up for podcasts in 2023, and we're pretty excited. So for those of you who don't know me, uh, welcome to our podcast on all things supplier diversity. My name is Deidre Guy, and I I work with the Inclusive Workplace and Supply Council of Canada. We find uh, source and certify uh, businesses that are owned by people with disabilities and or veterans, and we help connect them to Canadian corporate and governmental supply chains. And so I'm so happy and excited to have one of our very first certified suppliers with IWSCC. It's been a few years that we've known these guys. They do some work for IWSCC. They do some work for other suppliers that uh, that we have in our supply base. And so we've really gotten to to really know and love this whole family. We knew them before their baby girl, and now we know them after the baby girl. And so it's just it's really been fun. And and one of my favorite parts of uh, being with IWSCC is 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 building these friendships and relationships. So I'm. I'm so proud um, uh, and happy to have Alex and Natalia here today. I just want to mention that uh, the podcast is brought to you by Pod Supply. And if you're watching on YouTube, our ASL uh, interpretation has been provided by Maple Communications Canada. So Alex and Natalia, welcome to the show. And right off the bat, just tell us a little bit about yourselves and what do you do? Uh, hello. Thank you for having us. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, uh, so we are Alex and Natalia Poposki. Mm-hmm. We run a business, uh, ACES Project Development Inc. So our main area, um, it's uh, we concentrate on IT support, uh, software web design, web design, hosting, exchange, and as well, we planning to introduce um, data entry, bookkeeping, design, uh, meal preparation, and um, and. Um, mm-hmm meal preparation and all the, and other services. Um, so our company happened uh, basically um, uh, very soon after we get married. Okay. So we meet in, uh, about uh, 23 years ago. Since then, we were inseparable. Oh, nice. Uh, Alex. Yeah, we meet online. And um, after I came to Canada and um, Alex graduated from college, St. Clair College. Mm. And um, we decided to run ACES Project Development. So you met online. And yes. You you didn't live in Canada at the time, but Alex did? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so did you come to Canada to be with Alex? Yes. I come oh, to, my God. He come to be with me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, I'm originally Ukrainian, uh, yeah. but I was studying in Russia, in Moscow. So okay. Alex came to me. <laughs> so oh. he came to Moscow a few times. Yeah. And after we decided that more suitable uh, because of accessibility reason and because yeah. of language barrier, we find down that maybe Canadian uh, conditions will be better for Alex in okay. terms of adaptability. So and we decided uh, for me to immigrate here. Okay. And how long ago was that? 
Oh, it was 23 years ago. 23. Okay. So this all happened fairly quickly then. When yes. You met. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Inseparable. That's right. Uh, maybe two years we were back and forth. We were mm. writing letters, faxes, emails. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, so Alex, you went to school here in Canada. Yes, in Windsor, in St. Clair College. Okay, all right. And then, Natalia, you went to school in Russia or Ukraine? I graduated from um, mining uh, mining university, but when I came to Canada, I didn't feel that it's really something that I enjoy uh, or want to pursue. Okay, so So you started ACES Project Development. I started ACES Project and I I graduated from uh, George Brown College. Okay. In nursing. So I graduated. Okay. okay. Um, so Alex, uh, at the start, Alex tried to find uh, the traditional employment. Mm-hmm. But, but he encountered a lot of hardship. He don't wanna say discrimination, but yes, it was a little bit of discrimination. Like for example, first we used to live at Windsor, but after I get accepted here in George Brown College, so we decide to move in Toronto and for the reason of more opportunities. So Alex was trying to search for traditional employment then with uh, some multiple employment agency. And it's a lot of time, even company that's supposed to work with uh, people with disability who provide services. Even mm-hmm. they, when Alex come for interview, he sees there is a great level of resistance. And it was very surprising for us. And as well, uh, many times Alex went with, um, when he sent his um, resume, he immediately get interview, but when people encounter him, when they mm-hmm. speak his speech, they immediately, oh, you know, we're going to call you back. No, we see that it's very challenging. And that's when we decided, I told Alex, you know what, maybe we need to work in together. Mm-hmm. And I will present you. <laughs> I will be part of the business. So we will be, we will be, it will be us, not you. Mm-hmm. So and that's how we decide, yeah. and I get involved more in marketing, in communications, and um, things start happening for us. We start to go to meetings together. I was taking notes, help to translate Alex's speech and fully participate in decisions. So that's how we get, uh, uh, we start to gaining clients. Wow. But again, yeah, it's all was mostly freelance. Yes, of course. And so what kind of jobs were you applying for before, Alex? IT software development. Web design. From the small clients to the big corporations. Even across the border. And they were resistant. We seem there were a great degree of resistance. Mm-hmm. So, and kind of Alex supposed to prove him 
more and he supposed to work harder yeah. at the initial point yeah. of contact if he given some opportunity for some reason he have to work harder than a, a, a regular um, opponent who mm -hmm. applied the similar job so the very thing that you couldn't get hired for you started a business doing yes yeah. that was main reason yeah. yes yeah and you're very good at it, I have to say. <laughs> I am so happy to be able to message Alex and go, ah, there's a problem. Can you help me? <laughs> so tell us, Alex, a little bit about uh, your disability and what your day-to-day -day life is like and what kind of barriers do you face on a regular basis and, and you know, how do you overcome them? He thinks his biggest barrier that affects his everyday life and especially interaction with other people is speech. Yeah. Speech. Yeah. Speech. Yeah. Right. Even though he has mobility issue, but we very well uh, modify our life and environment that it's mm -hmm. it's fit. But speech still that's that's kind of a major barrier that's standing in between some things that he really wanna do and we try and there is some assistive technology but some people very resistant when they hear for example uh, that person start typing sometimes they're not patient yeah. enough or no there is a lot of barrier kind of yeah that's that's not the same way as you as a, a person who with normal speech perception of people Mm -hmm. um, towards person that using assistive devices, we notice different. Okay, Alex, I will. Uh, we find that there is some clients, about 50% of them. Yeah, and with IWCC, it's a 100%. I would say 50% of our clients, they find with writing, communicating through email, chat, they are. But some mm -hmm. people not. They rather mm -hmm. have a phone conversation. On. So we notice that also play some role in in way how we do in business and success and in conversion rate and mm -hmm. overall and overall it does have a very heavy weight on overall health of business <laughs> i'm thinking a whole bunch of things here which which has me unable to come up with words and that doesn't happen very often in my life but some uh, assistive technology for sure but i'm i'm wondering did the pandemic has that made any change to that attitude because there's so many virtual conversations or or you know no no longer face to face conversations has that made it improved it for you alex uh, yeah we would say 30% uh, yeah. maybe to yeah. about 30% not completely but 30% more people open to hiring um subcontractor remotely and more people writing yes but it's about 30% improvement yeah. okay well that's that's helpful so you talked about emigrating uh to Canada and Italian 
And and we've talked a little bit about sort of the difficulty from an employment perspective um, for Alex, but was the whole process, how was that process for you coming to Canada? For me or for Alex? For me? Yeah. Um, You know what, I had a very loving environment, supportive. Alex's parents and him and my family, my parents, I'm only daughter. They only want me to be only happy. Mm-hmm. So when they see that I choose to go and move with um, men that I really love, that make me happy, they were very supportive. Even though mm-hmm. I'm only daughter, of course, maybe they feel that I am flew far away, but they never expressed that to me. Never, never. And here, when I came, Alex's parents were very helpful, were very supportive, and I adapt. I have chance to study. I have chance to adapt 100%. So for me, it was very smooth transition. Although English, um, uh, my level of English was, I would say, um, mm-hmm. beginner. Even though I was studying university English, but there were only certain mm-hmm. <laughs> wording you need in order to pass exam. But uh, when I came to Canada, I understand that I'm not that great in English. <laughs> so I to study um, for special courses in college. And um, there was a hesitation for me when I realized that I need to speak with clients, potential clients. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit um, hesitation. I was afraid that I will not be understood and that because right. I'm a second language speaker, we will be discriminated even more. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there were incidents that people when see Alex's speech and they hear my accent, they say, oh, great, none of them speak in English. <laughs> <laughs> Worry about a team, dream team. You know what I mean? This kind of sarcastic. But I was trying to disregard that and, you know, going to succeed with Alex despite of this kind of sour comments. And after I become more and more confident. So most of the problems that I have to overcome, it's um, public speaking. Public speaking Mm -hmm. and communication. Mm -hmm. That was a little Mm -hmm. bit hesitation about that. And one more thing I have to notice, when usually on the phone, first time we introduce it to client, most of the people assume when I tell him, Alex here with me, I will help you to understand him, I will translate. They immediately, oh, he doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, he does. <laughs> but he has a different kind of problem. He has speech impediment. That's yes. also problem. But other than that, I'm very happy to be in Canada. To be here. And so... We're very lucky. Very lucky yes. to be in Canada. Well, and, and, and we're happy to have you here, uh, frankly. Um, did did your parents have concerns about coming to Canada to, to marry and live with uh, uh, someone who has a disability? Obviously, they were. Yeah. But my parents were very kind people. Yeah. And um, yeah. kind of when they come to visit us, they were so surprised how adapted Canada. Yeah. Oh, there are some little things that are not available back home. Like my mom, by the habit from back home, she telling me, Natalia, Alex, before we go outside, make sure, guys, you eat and drink and you take all the necessities. I told mom, we're not back home. <laughs> <laughs> we have everywhere, everything in Canada. And they were so surprised how accessible buses, how accessible public transportation. We knew 
news, how accessible um, even the regular buildings, they were very surprised and they see that um, it's very, uh, you can adapt here, you can adapt here very easily and sometime after being 23 years with Alex, I forget that he has disability. I don't even oh. think about his disability. <laughs> He's Alex for me. I just yeah. not even notice absolutely. It's not even, I don't take him. I don't think about him that he's disabled. He just Alex, whole <laughs> Alex for me. Who is my yes. partner? Who is my rock? Who, who helping? Uh, we do decision. We grow in family. We have a daughter now. So it's kind of an environment really, really help. It's really help. And perception of people when we go in outside, most of the people very friendly. People know us in our area and I wouldn't say any excessive steering or any inadequate reaction or any conversation. So everybody friendly and we feel very comfortable in our surroundings. Uh, yeah, so that's an interesting perspective um, simply because you know, in the work that I do in the accessibility world, I, uh, it has led me to notice the lack of accessibility everywhere I go. And so do my family and friends now because it's rubbing off on them. And so my, from my perspective, which is uh, obviously nowhere near uh, what yours is, Alex, but um, I see things as still a long way to go in terms of accessibility. But from your perspective, and particularly coming from a different country where accessibility was not to the degree it is here, okay. you're very thankful for it. But Didri, I have to notice, every person who come to visit us, they very surprised how conveniently we surrounded in terms yes. of location and our apartment and everything. But trust me, that's not coincidence. When we come to Toronto, we used mm -hmm. to live in different area, which was not that great for us. And it takes us four months to search new apartment. Thus, will be accessible, have room for Alex assistive devices, plus mm -hmm. shopping center, grocery store, transportation will be accessible. That's not coincidence. No, that's a thoughtful, planned uh, decision. Right. And Alex want to mention. Mm -hmm. He want to mention, when he going to community, there is still a lot of issues regarding accessibility. Okay. Some, some places, for example, inappropriate, inappropriate accessible, like very open area from glass. Yeah. No? Okay, sorry. <laughs> What is it? There is one. There is one building by us. With push button. That going down to stairs. There is one building with push button that's going down to stairs. So it's kind of not very well taught. There is some accessibility modifications. Alex saying. So, and you're mentioning, Natalia, that when people come to your house and they see the layout and how nicely everything works and the flow for Alex and your family to live comfortably and accessibly. And I think that's so important because we have this 
mentality, I think, in Canada that if something is accessible, it it's no longer attractive, like it's not beautiful, it's more functional, um, institutionalized even. And it seems to be a thought process amongst building designers, architects, those fo- types of folks that are sometimes, and certainly it's, it's less and less so in my experience, but not uh, as interested in including accessibility. And that ends up to be something that's added on to the end because there is this idea that it's not going to be as beautiful as architecture that's not accessibly designed. But clearly your living space says differently. And of course, we we know that to be the case. So that's That's very interesting. It's not true. It can be modified and it can be very nice, functional and very beautiful. This apartment, it's not specifically adapted. It's not specifically right. created for person with disability. But layout allows us to separate area or self and decide where it's going to be what. But from the functional perspective, there is could be some improvements. But all in all, we saw some accessible apartments. Remember, we were looking in downtown when mm. we meet couples, they have a child. It could be very nicely done and beautiful. That shouldn't be, it doesn't mean it should look like a hospital. Nothing, no, not whatsoever. No, it can be functional, nice and warm and accommodating. So the responsibility for making your current living space accessible was more on your shoulders, the both of you, or did yes, the building do exactly. it? exactly. We, building you done, do. nothing specific. No, we. Okay. We modify inside. Interesting. Not modify, I would say, but rather change layout to true how, which space will work better and which area of the apartment. So to change the subject a little bit, but then I want to get back to your family. Um, but I, as I mentioned before, that you're one of IWSCC's longest certified suppliers. And, and so what has your experience with the IWSCC been like for you? And is it something you would recommend to other uh, business owners that have disabilities? Yeah, um, I don't Yes. IWACC have broken some barriers for us. Mm-hmm. Before, oh. we, we couldn't even imagine some places that IWACC opened for us. It was kind of Alex, me, and searching of clients. But mm-hmm. the, uh, IWACC introduced us to a whole new level, whole new degree of the potential for business. Mm-hmm. And they kind of help they kind of help set the tone for Alex's disability. So now, when we encounter, when we meet people through this organization, people already know, they expect that we will be disabled to some degree. So it's no awkwardness, no room for discrimination. And that's a huge for personal comfort and for level of confidence. Sometimes when you see that people are very open to you, you even act differently. Mm-hmm. You want to provide better services. You want to copyright. You really kind of, your wings, you come in start to spread your wings. And more confident, and more confident. Mm-hmm. So we're very happy, and we will certainly not will, we do, mm-hmm. and we will recommend mm-hmm. there's a people who qualify and who are interested. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's change, in change or mm-hmm. perspective. Perspective and 
The more diverse people involved, the more creative solutions yes. uh, will be coming. Yes. Wow. Well, I love all those words. That's that's really great that, that you had a great experience. And and IWSCC is all the better for having you guys as part of it as well. Um, you know, I, I live with a, a, an invisible disability, so my experience with physical disabilities is very limited. Um, and so I've had such a uh, an education and, 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 and a pleasure getting to know you both and, and working with you both and, uh, and once again reinforcing my, my knowledge that the disability has nothing to do with capability and, and that, you know, yeah. yeah. And so that, that, that's just something that has come to me, I think, specifically because, Alex, because of your disability and also because we work together and how capable that you are. So you've, you've, you really help reinforce all the things that IWSCC wants to do and stands for. Uh, and, and, and I love that you feel comfortable in the IWSCC space and that, that, that the stigma has lowered for you because that is, that's our overarching goal as an organization. You know, if someone was yeah. to say, what does IWSCC want to achieve as a, as an organization as a whole to be remembered for? Uh, you know, 100 years from now, and it would be to reducing stigma. So, uh, so thank you for for being a great part of that. Now we, you absolutely, you absolutely achieved that. You absolutely achieved that. And now I just want to disclose: since last September, I am also become physically disabled. Okay. I have severe osteoarthritis in my vertebrae, in my knee, in my hips. So it's really okay. affect also my endurance, yeah. my tolerance of walking, standing. So I also have to do some changes and modification. And having right. small child, it's also affect your ability to interact. So now we both disabled in a different ways. So yeah. even with disability, you have to kind of learn and adjust. Yes, absolutely. So We've talked about her a couple times here, there, and everywhere in this conversation. But uh, tell us the story of how your little fabulous little daughter showed up, and tell us about her. What does being a parent make you feel like? That was absolutely surprise. After being married for eighteen years at that time, suddenly I become pregnant. It's a little miracle. We talk. We thought it's never. It may never happen. Then it was fine. We decide with Alex. You know what? We're going to take life as it's going, and suddenly I become pregnant. So that was a big surprise for us. Yes. Surprise. First, we were shocked mm-hmm. and overwhelmed. We were in shock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you told me you were still in shock, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I was kind of, I still was grieving over my mom passing two weeks after she passed away and find out I'm pregnant. Yes. It was kind of mm-hmm. roller coaster, kind of. But um, in a way, Maria maybe saved me, mm-hmm. my old daughter yes. named Maria. I kind yes. of die in, dive immediately into pregnancy, preparation, and in a way it's kind of helped me to mm-hmm. recuperate emotionally and physically. And 
She arrived. She arrives on December 5, 2019. Oh my goodness. She, no, so she's four now? She's now three. On December 5th, she was three. Oh, three. Oh, 18. Yeah. Yes. Okay. She's anything that we dream of. She's oh, everything. Wow. Everything that we dream of. She's very active. Very active. Very, very active. <laughs> Physically and emotionally. She won participation all the time. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> there was a, we were worrying. Mm-hmm. We were worrying how will be her perception of um, Alex was yeah. worried. How will be her perception that daddy different than other daddy? Yeah. How yes. she will react? Mm-hmm. And how we will handle small child and in general. But you know what? It was a lot of challenges. Yeah. But Maria now, she's a little advocate for people with disability. Everywhere she looking at doors, she pushing automatic doors. Everywhere she sees something on the way, she run and trying to help her daddy. Even when we come home, she trying to help him to remove his jacket or shoes. Yes. We don't prompt her to that, no. <laughs> but it just come natural. It just come natural because she see how we caring about each other, and yes. she trying to do the same. So and she loves her daddy so much. He call him papi, papi, not daddy, papi. Yes. <laughs> and so, and and does she understand you when you're speaking, Alex? I'm sure she yes. must at this point. Surprisingly, yes. Alex was very worried how yes. his development will be affected because his speech impediment and I'm being second language speaker with accent. Yes. We were a little bit concerned if she will have correct pronunciation. But guess what? She's Canadian. <laughs> she speaks English mostly, but she does understand some Ukrainian words, some Macedonian, and uh, she likes some borscht, some traditional food. You know, burek, yes. Macedonian borscht, she likes those <laughs> traditional favorites. And uh, we decide with Alex, I told him one day, I told him, you know what, let's stop worry, let's take one challenge at a time. As yes. they will come, we gonna address them. There is a people who can help us, who can consult us, child development specialist, you know, all kind of support available. Mm-hmm. But so far, yeah. So yeah, we were very lucky. We didn't experience any such a, such a challenges yet. Mm-hmm. So she's healthy, happy, and she's highlight. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I know every time I mention her, Alex is like one big smile. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's definitely power behind everything that we're doing now. She's power. And so do you have concerns about her as she grows older adjusting to Alex's disability? Alex, do you think that there might be some discrimination type things that are going to happen as she becomes a teenage girl? What What are your thoughts on that? He was wondering about that. That was one of the main concerns. But we decide that we cannot worry about that now. We're going to yes. worry when we see that something happens. So far, she's in very supportive daycare. And this daycare gonna progress into school. It's based on the school. So we did it intentionally, even though this daycare a little bit farther from us, but we want her to do ties and friends. The same kids that she going to daycare, she gonna go to school with them. So that's intentionally was our plan. 
So she will grow in more kind and progressive environment. Yes. And of course, those kids see Alex. They see you on a regular basis. Yes. And, and, we make yeah. a connection with parents, all kids are saying hi, Maria, yeah. Anna, Daddy, mm-hmm. and we chatting with parents, both of us. So, yes, mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to achieve, to build support circle, community. And normalize it. Yes, that's yeah. what we're yeah. trying to do, yeah. intentionally. Yeah. yeah. So what are your biggest dreams for Maria uh, in life? I think to do what she really wanna do, and that's make mm-hmm. her happy. I will. We will. We decide with Alex. We will never pause any of our dreams on her or desires, like to be doctor, advocate, scientist. No, we want her to be what she wanna be, and to be happy, healthy, and enjoy every day of her life. What is it, We will, of course, guide her in terms of kind of set some compass, what is right, what is wrong. But in terms of choice, we decide with Alex that we will let her do her own choice. Right. Choices in life, and we going to support whatever she chooses. Whatever she does. So I have a... A last question for you, uh, and I'm, uh, it's not on the list that I sent to you, but I don't think it's going to be too terribly difficult. Well, let's, let's hope not. But And this is a question I often ask us. If you had one wish, and only one, that you could uh, – in, 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 for something to change in the area of accessibility and disability. If you had one wish surrounding that world, and I guess maybe you each get one because there are two of you, <laughs> might not be the same wish. What would that wish be? What would you like to see change in the world of accessibility and disability? For me, maybe it's not more about environment, environment but rather perception of people. Okay. I want that other people see in people with disability, not a disabled person, but rather, rather personality and treat them equally. That's from my side. It's rather not environmental, but relationship-wise and perception-wise. That people would be kinder, more understanding, and uh, treat people equally. And see the person and not the disability. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But Alex, uh, Alex? what is yours? On the business side, I will On the business side, he wanna say, <laughs> Alex wanna say that some requirement, requirements from corporations especially, they very very high up. That is make it very difficult for small person, small business with disability to to meet. He wished that they will be more more easy to fulfill and uh, give a more chance to small businesses. Less restrictive and more accepting. Well, I wish for both of those things too. So we'll just have to keep wishing. And I think slowly but surely these things are happening. 
Uh, and it's thanks to folks like you. So uh, I just, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, and, and this went beautifully. I know that you both were a little anxious about uh, doing the podcast. And I have to say, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been one of my favorites to record. And I really appreciate you taking the time and the energy and, and being so honest and, and forthright with us. So thank you so much for being here. No problem, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, we hope, even if it's changed for one person, something in the world yeah. of accessibility and disability, we would be happy. We feel we done our part. Even if one percent, percent is still it's a lot. Yeah. Alex, did you have more to say? Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, Didrich. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. And thank you, everyone else uh, who's joining us today. For more supplier diversity information and contact uh, content, you can always find it on iwscc.ca. You can find us on YouTube. Listen in on your favorite podcast platform. We have new episodes every couple of weeks uh, and lots more going on. So be sure to follow us on social media and get all of the updates. And thank you again for being here. And I guess we won't see you again until next year. So uh, happy new year, everyone.